and welcome to the Classified Cheat Codes Podcast, your source for the newest news in gaming. I am one of your hosts, Josiah, from Caterpillar Mom Plays. And I'm your other host, Hill House, from Good Games, Good Vibes on YouTube. And we are here to bring you the weekly roundup in gaming news in the world. In the world, and, the uh, whole world. Yeah, worldwide. Um, Mr. Worldwide coming at you right now. Um, <laughs> not a pit bull, but a Rockweiler. And uh, we're going to talk about the games that we've played this week. If you are new to the show, thanks for uh, tuning in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, it's just another episode. It's what, our third episode of the year now? Now we're in 2021? Wow, that's crazy. I don't feel like we've had three weeks. I guess we had Dude, an episode right you know, this. Year's. This year has been so weird that I haven't, I, I wasn't able to really keep track of anything, you know, even my own birthday. Um, and this is going to sound really bad um, because nobody else in the world knows this besides two people, me and <clears throat> Kiki. Yeah. But COVID was extremely weird, had a weird effect on everybody with, you know, uh, being locked down and all that. We forgot so much, dude. <laughs> We both forgot our anniversary, bro. <laughs> but late, but but later that day, because we were both working. Oh, it was and, within the same day, though. Yes, okay. but later that day, at least day, it wasn't like a week later. Oh no, 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 no! It was later that day. We were both like, "Are you kidding me?" It was, we were both sitting there on the phone talking, and then all of a sudden, we're like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's just how busy this year. Has well, been, it's you know? just been really, yeah, because it's been really weird because we've been making sure that everybody's careful going over to her dad's house that, you know, she was careful doing that. I wasn't going over quite as much just because I was afraid of giving somebody something that I caught yeah. while working in a, you know, retail environment. But, you know, it was just that's what it was. But I also I basically forgot about my birthday. I forgot about Christmas, um, you know, except for, you know, buying stuff. It just didn't. Not that I forgot about it. It didn't feel like it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It didn't feel like the holidays. And our anniversary is November 29th. And it's during the holidays. And it's like. <laughs> so, yeah, if you skipped the normal environment that yes. you had leading up to it. Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't feel normal. So I can see how that would be we like, oh, shit. We didn't yeah. decorate as much or anything <laughs> like that. So, yeah, it's just that's just how it's been, man. And it's just. It just it's you saying that we're three episodes into 2021. I'm like, really? Are we? Yeah. <laughs> Are we? Because I'm like, I've kind of lost count. And not that uh, not of the episodes. <laughs> we're approaching 100 episodes. Too. Oh, yeah. We're very close we to being so close. two years into it. Yeah. We're 104 episodes will be, you know, technically that's two years, you know, 52 mm -hmm. weeks. But it, you know, in March, I believe it's March, right? Yes. Yeah, we'll I believe it's. March or May, one of the two. I forget when. Year is. <laughs> Look at us, dude. We're so stupid. But yeah, I it's gotta it's, be. It's gotta be March though, because we're it's within March, like. Because we're within like 15, 16 no, episodes. We're, no, I think we're like nineteen episodes away. Oh, then it's gotta so this be. Is, this would be like eighteen. Yeah, so it's it gotta be May. May. Yeah. Yeah. Because March would be only like eleven <laughs> weeks. Yeah. yeah. See, that's how. Much, see, we forgot when we started. That's how bad COVID's been. So it's one of the M months. <laughs> See, I hate the M months for birthdays yes. and anniversaries and things like that. Those are really bad months because they they're so easily forgotten and confused with May. I can't tell oh, you yeah. how many times I've thought something was in March that was in May. Uh, someone's like, "Hey, mark your calendars. We have to go over this in May or something." Yeah. Or, 
there's this event in May that I'm going to, and then I'm getting ready in March, you know? <laughs> and um, that's just always what those months have done to me. I've always hated that. So Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's just been, yeah, it's just been an absolutely crazy year. It's just, I, I, I just feel like we, you know, as a, as a whole, we haven't really kept up with everything that's been going on <laughs> because being sequestered in our own homes, you're kind of, you, you kind of end up, you know, only dealing with your own stuff. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're, yeah. you're, you're dealing with your stuff at home. You're not thinking of the bigger picture of everybody else and all the other stuff. And hopefully it'll get back mm -hmm. to that soon. And that's going to be awesome when it yeah. does. Uh, but yeah, it's just been nuts, man. It's just been nuts. Yeah. I've forgotten everything this year. Absolutely everything. So uh, it's kind of weird though. Cause now it seems like you're getting back in touch with old friends and you know, stuff like that. Yeah. It's weird. Um, we could talk all day about like the True. things yeah. that you forget how to do when you're quarantined for so long. Um, but um, speaking of, I, I mean, I was going to talk about the new games that I played this week and I thought you have a decent segue. It's not the best segue, but um, <laughs> sequestered sequestered is a great word for a uh, Scrabble. If you're playing Scrabble, oh, it is. Um, yes. video game versions of it. Sequestered has a Q in it. It's pretty long, so it can reach like the triple words. So, like, I was and just thinking, tons that's of a words word you I need can build keep. off of it too. Yeah, sequestered. That's that's like a forty-point word, easy. Um, but anyway, uh, speaking of board games turned into video games, um, I played Monopoly Deal this week, and it was very addictive. Monopoly Deal is not just a board game turned into a video game. Monopoly Deal is a board game turned into a Uno clone um that's turned into a video game so it's it's different it's not played like monopoly uh it's played like a card game where you just you know you draw like a couple of cards a turn you can only have so many cards in your hand you try to collect sets of properties and i didn't know how to play it before the video game so i thought it was pretty cool i think i own the physical version of monopoly deal but the game is a pretty good tutorial on learning how to play it and uh, it got really addictive very quick. It's a very fast-paced, um, and I, I would dare say that it is a great Hasbro couch uh, co-op game because compared to the other Hasbro gaming games, they have Monopoly, which is very slow. It's got all the animations, and that's awesome that you can watch them build a house when you put a house. But, I mean, it's still Monopoly. It's still the slowest game in the world. Um, <laughs> there's things like Risk which is, even though they put all this graphics in it, Risk is still kind of boring to me. Um, it's cool physically. I think the physical version of Risk is fun, but oh, yeah. a video game version of it is just kind of monotonous because when you just keep doing the same things, you keep seeing the same overdone animations. It gets old very quick. Um, but I'm trying to think what else I've played in Hasbro Gaming. Um, oof. I know there's more. But anyway, this game actually works very well on um, a video game format because it's really about fast-paced um, card chances and strategy of what cards you want to steal from other players and stuff. Yeah. And the fact that you can play up to four players locally is actually pretty cool. So you can have four controllers all set up. Um, there is the problem of 
you would have to trust people not to look at your hand. You would have to tell people to like look away from the screen and stuff. So that is kind of annoying, but it does support online play. So that wouldn't be an issue. But um, I actually had a lot of fun with Monopoly Deal. Um, some quick, easy, cheap achievements are in the game for just playing it. Um, there's some stuff you can get from just naturally going through games. There's like really rare occurrences. So there's one that I'm going for where you have to get Park Place and uh what is it called what is the other big one boardwalk you gotta get park place and boardwalk build a house and hotel on it and then charge people rent for it and there's like a really rare achievement for that and that's just because um there's so many things that go against you getting that combination yeah number one once you get three um sets you win if you get um three sets of properties um, and let's say you already have two and then you get boardwalk or, uh, park place that would complete, complete your third one and yeah. you can't uh, qualify for that achievement because you already won the game. So you got to try to get boardwalk <laughs> so, and park place and risk quickly and possibly lose another, you know, lose one and not yeah. buy any other ones. So it has to be your second choice period. Right. Because making it way- your first choice is next to impossible as far as board boardwalk and park place. Uh, as far mm. as getting both of them together as your first choice, it really is one of the hardest ones to do. Yeah. But even the way Monopoly Deal is played, the fact that it's played like a card game, um, you also have to, you can't just build a house if you get a set. You have to pull a card that allows you to build a house. Yeah. And even if you pulled the hotel one, you can't build a hotel one until you've pulled the card that's the house one. So you have to pull both park place and boardwalk then pull a house card then pull a hotel card and then you still can't charge rent in this game until you pull a card that allows you to to charge rent <laughs> on the particular color so i can understand why it's a rare achievement yeah it's not hard to do it's just there's a timer on the game because the longer you wait to win because you're holding out on park place or something to get the achievement other players are going to finish their three sets or other players are going to steal um, whatever blue card you do have. If you have Park Place sitting there and you're just waiting for Boardwalk, someone may pull Boardwalk and then pull a steel card where they steal your uh, Park Place. And so I can understand how it's a rare achievement because it's just all the stars have to align to get it. And yeah. the game is so fast that it's, it's the, the fact that you only have three actions a turn, to just do that, you have to do... I think six actions. So even perfectly, you would have to take two full turns to complete that achievement. So I'm going to keep playing the game. I keep looking to try to get that achievement, but uh, it's a fun game and I do recommend it. It's always really cheap. I think you can get it for like two bucks, like a lot, but it's a simple game, but it's very well polished. And um, I I think it's worth the money. I think it's a pretty cool little couch card game. So that's pretty cool. Um, the other two games I played are very, very interesting games. Um, these are both in Game Pass, and I hadn't heard anyone talk about these games, and I was actually kind of surprised. Um, one of them is called Wilmot's Warehouse, and this game is another fast-paced um, kind of puzzle game, I guess you could say. Um, basically, what it is is you're working at like a warehouse, and a truck will stop and drop a bunch of items. 
And then you have to organize the items in a way that you can remember where they are because you only have a limited vision around you. So you have to kind of systematically either you can color code the items that are in the warehouse or you can put them, I guess, in order of what type of thing they are. It really makes most sense to do it by color. And um, you're always on a timer, so you're always moving. Um, But once you have the things organized, which is on a timer... (laughs) Um, people will come to the uh, service door and they will request certain amounts of every item and you have a timer and depending on how fast you do it, you get scored on how fast you get these items to these people. So it's really funny because I work in retail. Uh, Most people probably know that. So this is basically like a retail game (laughs) where you are literally running around and shopping for people. But it's that with the fact that you organize where the items are because your vision is limited. Those are the two biggest things that limit you in this game is the fact that you cannot see the entire map. You're running through halls, hoping that you remember where you put certain things. So you, the longer you go without playing this game, the harder it is to pick back up. Because if you're in a game session and you remember where you put everything, then it's pretty easy to remember where you are. But like if I picked it up right now, not having played it in like two days, I'm going to forget where in the world I put certain colors and I'm probably going to have a really bad first delivery to the customers that come up to the uh, service center. So um, I think it's a really fun game. Um, it's very well made for what it is. It's very simple. But every time it gets, it gets incredibly hard because every time you service people with a certain star rating, they give you more items that your warehouse can store. And I think you can get up to 200 items. I'm at like 40 And keeping track of 40 items where they are is pretty hard in itself. And the room is not that big. So I don't know if they're going to give you like warehouse expansions, but uh, 200 items is insane. (laughs) Um, I know there's an achievement for unlocking 200 items. So I guess it is somewhere in the game you unlock 200 items, but it it is really hard to like even grasp how... That it could even be possible. And in addition to that, if you're color coding your um, items that are in the store, there are very slight changes in color. You could not play this game, I think, colorblind. It would be very, very hard. Um, there Because there are some background colors to some of the items that are so close that you could put them in the wrong area when you're initially unloading the truck. There's... Um, There's like a light, there's like a mustard yellow and there's like a light orange and they're different. (laughs) And that's really hard when you're organizing your warehouse. Um, I think there's also like a light teal and a light blue that look incredibly close. So I do recommend keeping colors that are like near each other in case you misread the color when you're um, forming your order. But um, I could also see how that could create confusion. I, I think that... It may be also smart to put red away from orange so that you don't confuse the two. But um, it's it's an interesting game, and I do recommend it. Um, I think it's really fun to pick up. And if you like challenging puzzle games that get increasingly hard with every level and that are constantly challenging you, this game really fits that niche really well. So um, highly recommend Wilmot's Warehouse, if you didn't catch the name of it. It is in Game Pass right now, so... You can play it for free with Game Pass, and uh, I think it's I think it's worth anyone's time. I think it's a fun game, even if you've never worked in retail. Maybe you can play it and realize that you never want to work in retail. So, um, 
you know, <laughs> just get it out of your system. Um, that being said, let me talk about the last new game that I played this week. It is probably the uh, most interesting game that I've played in a while that creates a world that is unbelievably believable. <laughs> it is called Hypospace. Oh, no, it's not Hypospace. Hypnospace Outlaw. And it is in Game Pass right now. Hypnospace Outlaw is a game where you play a monitor in it it's it's really hard to explain without visually explaining it it's first of all it's set like in 1999 so all of the visuals are like 90s computer windows and the lingo of the internet is very 90s uh the idea of websites is very 90s there's message boards um and basically you play a security guard for those online forums in the 90s. <laughs> so you will get alerts when someone is doing something malicious and you have to go find the thing that needs to be flagged and you need to tell it why it's flagged and then you have to submit it and then it allows you to know if it meets that criteria and if it needs to be like delisted. You can also put certain uh, creators that you see in the game, like you can mark them as like needs to be investigated. Um, and all of these things pay you in a currency that you can then spend within this version of the internet from the nineties. That's fictional. And it's a very, it's a very crazily eerie game because it, it feels so real and you feel like you're actually traveling into like a nineties forum and the fact that it's self-aware makes you sometimes feel like did they really just create a world within a world and i understand there's no like ai within the game but they write such believable web pages like it's pretty crazy you can go on these forums and then you can go down rabbit holes of fake web pages that they've made in this game and the things that people write sound like things that people would write back in 99 because it's so like um what's the word uh, what's the word? Naive. It's very naive to like what the future holds, but it's also that you could tell there's humor in that, that the writers of the game, um, capitalize off of like the first, um, mission that you have to do is find illegal use of a copyrighted character. And then you find that there's this school teacher's website is using like a cartoon character from like the fifties or something. And you have to flag it as <laughs> as illegal copyright use of a uh, copyrighted character, you know. And immediately the school teacher is like complaining. She's like saying things like, since when are cartoon characters uh, copyrighted and stuff? And that's something that people would say in the 90s because before everyone was creating content with other people's, you know, copyrighted content before YouTube and stuff. Uh, that was a common thing is people didn't understand that people owned rights to yeah, things uh, yeah. back in the Napster era and stuff like that, which is even set after this game's era. Um, it's such a novel idea that people own things when it's digital. Yeah. You know, like how can you own an image? How can you own uh, a sound? You know, how can you own a, a presentation of something? You know, and it all of that is, is very... Um, aware by the writers, but I think they did a great job of capturing this 
very young, naive version of the internet. And it, what's funny is it's also it's also sci-fi. It's not just 1999 retro gaming. Um, it's not just a 99 internet simulator, which is what a lot of people call it. It's also a little, you know how steampunk exists where it's, yeah. what if back in the steam era, people did X, Y, Z, and it's this fictional version of that era. This is like nineties punk steampunk type thing because, um, the people that are using this internet service are using like a headband that sticks to their head and then they like virtually go into the internet, but it's still very 90s. <laughs> like it's still very primitive. So it's kind of it's kind of sci-fi 99 because it presents things that were way beyond the 90s in technology, but at the same time, um, it's very retro in other things. So it's a really cool world that they build that's very believable especially when you boot up the game and you play the tutorials i think it's a really believable world they make and i i highly recommend it i do i do think that the novelty of the idea kind of wears off after a little while um i've played enough where it gets a little bit monotonous but the it is worth the intro. Like if you just boot up the game and start playing it from the beginning it's an experience. Like i do highly recommend that because um, it's by far the best Rattalaka game I've ever played. Rattalaka, if you're not familiar with them, they make a lot of the very easy gamer score games that I've played <laughs> in October and in this month. They are basically known for making um, really cheap, crappy, easy games. But this game does not follow that criteria. And the fact that Game Pass picked it up, I guess, proves that. This game is very well thought through. Um it's a lot of heart has been put into it by the creators. I don't know how big the team is, but it is, it's a fun experience. Um, also, at the beginning, you can put in your username and it will say your name within the game. So if you want to put something funny, I don't know if it has filters where it won't say certain words, but I put like a fill of the future type pun or something. And uh, it's been calling me fill of the 2020 the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> and it has to say it every single time it addresses me. It says this long ass name. So if you do boot up the game, I I'd be interested if you can get away with a really long name or if you can make it solid curse words. I would like to see what it does with that. <laughs> but the game, the game does read off of your text input name like old Microsoft Sam would. So it's pretty cool. It's very retro. Um, I think Hypnospace Outlaw is one of the one of the craziest games I've ever played that I somehow never heard of. That's what's so funny is that I feel like more people should be talking about this game because it's just, it's such a trip, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, like I highly is. recommend it. And it's uh, in Game Pass. So I, I named off two Game Pass games for y'all and I named off like a $2 game. So right on. If, if y'all can't get entertainment out of uh, $12.99. $12. <laughs> I don't know what you can, but yeah, that's all I played this week. What'd you play? Uh, actually nothing. Um, I played a little bit more of, uh, Spellbreaker or Spellbreak and, uh, really enjoyed it. I still it. need to play that game. Um, I gotta <laughs> tell you, I, I got into the, um, the, mm -hmm. the, uh, three man squads and, uh, jumped into it. It was really a lot of fun. Uh, it does take a little bit of skill, but using casting and certain spells instead of weapons, it, it's really, really neat, man. Uh, 
it's it's pretty detailed and easy to get into when you're fighting and everything. It's uh, it's a really fun game. I I totally recommend it. It's free, you know, and the the art style yeah. is really cool. Uh, like I said before in the show, and um, but yeah, I started playing it with uh, Shay and uh, a couple other people, and it's yeah, it's a good time. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I I've told you before. I've been recommended to it by several people, so I do need to check it out at some point. I think you'd enjoy it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But other than that, no, I haven't really been playing anything. I'm getting ready to play some Red Dead online. I can't wait to play that. I'm looking forward yeah. to it, especially with all the improvements that they've made to the game, um, which they really have put a lot into it. Uh, Rockstar has. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to get into some uh, some Wild West role play. Sweet. Yeah. And. uh we can head on to the news then if Let's we're do done it. with that section. Yeah, man. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. It's time for the news, bitch. Okay, so um, let me try to organize my news real quick. Let me get a couple of... Yeah, let me do these two stories real fast. So I've got two uh, gaming Twitter stories for y'all. Um, one of them is... And they're both Nintendo-related, so <laughs> that's fun. Um, so the first one is that the Twitter user at ScreenShakes um, set up a... Twitter account that plays Pokemon. And what it does is when people at uh, screen shakes, uh, they can tell it to move up or down or press B or A, and it is playing Pokemon. <laughs> so if you think that's crazy, it is crazy. I've seen people do this on Twitch before with a lot faster response time, but to see it done on Twitter is really crazy because there's like a 15 second delay on the image changing. So if you go to at screen shakes, you'll see that the um, profile photo changes every 15 seconds if you reload the page. So you can watch it play huh. <laughs> by like every move that the community makes on it um, by uh, just refreshing the page. But you would have to constantly refresh it. So it's really crazy that this thing that we've seen done on uh, Twitch before where the community plays a game by commanding a bot to play it for them. Uh, we're seeing that now on Twitter and Twitter is a lot slower. So um, it would be very crazy if someone could beat this on Twitter, if the community could beat it because the 15 second delay automatically makes it harder because people may not notice that someone has already moved up and then someone else moves up and then Going through any type of maze of movements on the map is going to be difficult because if people turn right in a maze, someone else may have turned left because 15 seconds have passed and it thinks it's, you know, way back at another turn. So um, this makes a lot of sense with like the battling system because in Pokemon it's turn based. So, you know, you just tell it what to do in turn base and that makes sense. 
but the actual walking around is going to be a little bit nauseating. So um, I don't know if we'll hear more about this. Um, I usually don't keep up with stories like this. Like I'm not going to go keep up with this, but we'll, we'll see if maybe in a couple of months, someone's talking about the fact that they finally beat it. Um, because I, I don't think it's easy if they can beat it on Twitter. That's going to be freaking amazing. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just a cool idea uh, to be doing this trend that has been on Twitch to just move it over to Twitter. So if you want to check it out for yourself, that is at ScreenShakes, and uh, you can go follow it for yourself. Who knows where they are now by the time you listen to this. <laughs> um, the next Twitter user that I wanted to talk about was at Ujido, I think is what it's pronounced. It's U-J-I-D-O-W. Um, he put out a tweet that said that the Mario World website is using one of his fan-made Mario renders on one of their pages on the splash art. So uh, this is kind of interesting to put your head around because number one, um, Nintendo is very um, crazy about their IP and protecting it. And they will attack people that make anything that cuts into their bottom line, even if it doesn't make a profit. So if this story was that Nintendo was telling this artist on Twitter to take down his fan-made renders of uh, Mario, then that would not be surprising. What's more surprising is that Nintendo is using um, fan-made renders of a character that they not only own, but they're using it like on the actual website for the Mario World announcement. That's so crazy. Um, it is very crazy. So legally, I think Nintendo has the right to use it because they own the character. But I think the problem is it just looks uh, lazy and unprofessional because they used a <laughs> they used without permission or without even notifying or asking a artist's depiction of a character they own. And um so it's kind of it's kind of murky waters if you if you really think about it. They own the character, but they did not do the art themselves. Um, in addition to that, it's not a crazy piece of art. It's just a render. Um, they could have easily just used a in-house artist or any image that they already have lying around of Mario. So the the real thing is who did they outsource this page to is the question. They must have made someone create this page that literally used Google image search. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that's the only way this makes sense. You wouldn't go out of your way if you work at Nintendo to use a piece. You wouldn't you wouldn't use a image of Mario that wasn't like off of like an official Nintendo website or unless, Nintendo database or something. Unless they're it's their little petty way of striking back at people using their images, saying, fine, you want to make fan-based art, then we're going to use your images without your permission. <laughs> I don't right. know. It could be. It really could be because Nintendo has really done a lot of things that could almost be seen as petty. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, legal action. That's why it popped into my head. <laughs> but... The thing is, it's just not that obvious. Only yeah, the artist yeah. would have noticed. Um, if you go look it up yourself, you'll think that it is an official M Nintendo image of Mario that they created because it looks so good. It looks just like a. Um, it looks like you were in Mario Odyssey and you took a still shot and then you just shopped it a little bit and made the background all one color, and uh, 
that's just what it looks like. But only the artist <laughs> that originally created the render could have noticed small details that he did when he made his own. So the only person it's like really that would even have noticed is the artist. If the artist didn't ever go to the website, he wouldn't have noticed at all. So um, that's what's really crazy about it is if it is a petty jab, I mean, we barely heard about it. If the artist didn't see the image, nobody would have asked. True. <laughs> it's just one of those things where it's so well done that a, it could have been mixed up by an intern that was doing a Google image search. They could have just assumed it was an official image because it looks so good. Or uh, B, they, I guess, intentionally used someone else's art. But I mean, if you're going to do that, do it in an art style that isn't so close to images you already own. So it's really weird. Um, I feel like it's the latter. Um, I mean, the predecessor. I feel like yeah. it's the first one. Uh, it has to be a mistake. Um, if it is them being petty, it's just the most lazy, uninspired, unnoticeable way of being petty about it. Yeah. But yeah, uh, just just crazy because it's it's very hypocritical. Um, I understand that they do own the character, but uh, it is very hypocritical that they would publicly use on an official website an image that they they own the character, but they do not own the image. I don't feel like they own the image. I think they own the character in the image. I don't think they may well, by default own the image, but only after like legal action. You get what I'm saying? Well, yeah, but they can uh, own the image and they probably do have in their disclaimers, especially when they're as big as Nintendo, that, you know, any likenesses, etc. Any are Italian the with a mustache wearing red shirts yeah. are owned by Nintendo. Yeah. Well, I'm just, you know what I mean. <laughs> I know what An you mean, but like, how far it. does it go? Like, if if you're Italian and happen to be a plumber and you also wear red shirts and overalls and your name's Mario, like, you're just fucked. Can you bro. take photos? Yeah, you're can you fucked. take photos of yourself, you know, on the internet without them stealing your image or like just doxing you? But, uh, <laughs> I don't think they could mess with you in that case, dude, honestly, because you're legit taking a picture with a guy named Mario who happens to be a plumber. You're not saying you're taking a picture with the Mario from Nintendo. You're saying, hey, I found Mario and have him wearing his plumber stuff, you know, and take a picture with yeah. him. They can't do now anything what, about it. And they can't. But here's where it could, I mean, we're joking, but here's where it gets really dicey. If he charged $10 a photo. They could take legal action <laughs> if he owned a real plumbing business and he had Only a picture of himself in overalls with a red shirt on the side of his truck. It said they could take plumbing. legal action. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. If like, he took it if that he could make a profit, a if he made shirt. a profit with the fact that he's Italian and he parodied the Mario, I mean, you could call it parody. You'd be like, "Hey, I'm Italian. Hey, I'm a plumber. My name is actually Mario, and I want to parody the fact that I'm so." my life is so close to this Nintendo character. It's completely parody. And the money I make has nothing to do with Nintendo. It's a plumbing service. I think they could still take legal action. I would, I would, I, I would go so would far as it. to, I would go so far as to, you know, you could actually get away with a bunch of that stuff. Cause you could name it like Mario's plumbing world, you know, and they couldn't do nothing with that, dude. Nothing with it. If you called it Super Mario's Plumbing. <laughs> How about Mario's Super Plumbing World? 
I mean, they couldn't do shit. They couldn't do shit, dude. But I, I feel I, like they could. But I feel like this they whole, could. I think they would. They would try. They would claim that you were using their imagery, inspiration of their imagery to make a profit. Yeah, I don't wasn't. know, man. It's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope, yeah. man. Okay. You know. But legalities aside, let's talk about a couple other things I have in news. Um, things coming back and things leaving, basically. I think that's the theme of the rest of my stories. Um, so let's start with a leaving story. Netflix is being removed from the Wii U shop and the 3DS shop. And this was back on the 31st of December. Um, you can no longer download them, but they will no longer be serviceable in June of 2021. So what is interesting about this is number one, if you're watching Netflix on your 3DS, I like more power to you. That's a really hard console to enjoy Netflix on. <laughs> it's a very small screen. Um, it's just really weird that they still I didn't even know they still supported it on the 3DS, but the 3DS has already been discontinued for a while. So this is not a surprise. Um I do think that it is a shame that the Wii U is getting removed from Netflix's services because the Wii U is not that old. I know that it was a failure. I know that it was quickly replaced by the Switch. I know that they're trying to push it under the rug. But there are loyal Nintendo fans that went out and supported them. That's the thing. is You have to understand that even though the Wii U failed and the Wii U was not as popular as the Wii, the people that they are hurting... The people that Nintendo are hurting by not caring about the Wii U at all anymore are their diehard fans. The people that went out and bought a Wii U when nobody else wanted to, when there was not many games for it, when there was no reason to have a Wii U. When you chose to buy a Wii U instead of an Xbox One or a PS4, those people are all getting shed on by... Uh, Nintendo <laughs> ever since the Switch came out. And I think that's bad. I think that I, I do understand that they needed to prioritize all of their uh, business to the Switch and that it has rewarded them being the most popular console right now. Uh, making um, They always have 9 out of 10 games in the top 10 games that sell every month. Um, always. Uh, even over the year, they'll have 9 out of 10 of the games. Um I understand that all the business decisions that they have made have been very profitable, but I do think it is really shitty for them to basically make the Wii U within just a few years worthless. Because even if you use the Switch to play all your video games on, the Wii U was a decently powerful system that was a pretty good streaming player. You could still stream things like Netflix and Hulu and... It was comparable to not throw it away because it would be a better version of a Fire Stick or a Roku or something. In addition yeah. to that, the Wii U had a tablet that connected to it that I've heard is very well uh, usable because you don't have to have the HUD up on Netflix and stuff. You can like uh, scan through programs on the tablet as this like really oversized remote and. I, I don't know. I think that they should have respected Wii U owners a little bit more. I know that this is Netflix's decision to do this, but you know that Nintendo has the power to request Netflix to keep the Wii U version like serviced and to 
make sure that it's still up to date for just a few more years or something. I feel like putting these nails in the coffin of the Wii U so quickly is just offensive to their core audience. That's the thing is they're not just saying, man, the Wii U really sucked. Let's forget about that. They're saying, man, you really sucked for buying the Wii U. Remember that joke? It's almost like they're making fun of the people that were there at for them at their lowest. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's, it's Nintendo. <laughs> oh my God. Nintendo is that person. <laughs> Nintendo is that shitty person in every movie that you see about a very, it's like Tony Stark when he's being a complete bitch to Pepper. And then by the end of the movie, he's like wishing that she would come back because he's been abandoned by all of his rich friends or something. It's that same trope. But with Nintendo's <laughs> abandoning all of the fans that were there for them with the Wii U, and then <laughs> they're like completely like rolling in the money with the Switch, and then like, what happens if the thing after the Switch is not successful? Are they going to beg those Wii U fans to come support them at their lowest again? <laughs> I don't know. They feel like that shitty person that you know is at a party or something and didn't take their best friend with them that was there when they were overdosing, you know. And uh, their best friend has to just wait for them to get done overdosing at another party or something. <laughs> it feels like that whole situation. And Nintendo feels very, I don't know, this whole, the whole way you can think about the situation feels very shitty from Nintendo's point of view. And I feel like the way they've handled the Wii U, it's just disrespectful. I mean, the thing is, the thing is, Microsoft is still running out updates for the OG Xbox One. Like, it is horribly incapable of doing things that newer Xboxes are supposed to do, but they're still trying to make those people that own one have a decent experience. They have not said that you cannot do things on the Xbox VHS, you know, the original one. Um, They are still trying their best to make those usable consoles, knowing that not many people still use them, you know? Um, I think that's the way you should work the business. Uh, Nintendo to abandon the Wii U is just trying to make people forget about it. But instead it's creating this obvious eyesore that they're, what it looks like is they're not supporting this whole generation and whether they like it or not, the Wii U is part of that generation. The switch is part of it too. They just had two consoles in the same generation. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So they have like abandoned their first half of the generation and their competitors are still supporting them. Like the PS4 is still getting updates, you know, the original, like you could still use it, but the Wii U being just as old now won't even be able to play Netflix. That doesn't make sense to me. (laughs) You know, um, I understand the 3DS because the 3DS was probably a bad experience for Netflix in the first place. And not many people probably were actively using it, but, um, the Wii U, the Wii U is completely usable. The thing is, they may be... I think they would more quickly support the original Wii than the Wii U because the Wii, the original Wii had such a big install base. I think if there was something that broke the Wii, they might run out some update or something. But the Wii U, like, if something broke it, they'd just be like, oh, well, rest in peace, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. I think it's a little offensive to people that bought it and it makes those people feel even dumber for buying it where... They really, I mean, they they tried to support Nintendo and what they were doing in those dark times, and Nintendo doesn't care. 
I feel like Kanye West right now, but anyway. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, let me get to my last two stories. Oh, Lord. <laughs> he hand me a microphone for one second, and I tell, <laughs> I tell everybody the truth. <laughs> anyway, um, let's talk about something else. Uh, actually, two things. My last two uh, stories are things that are coming back, and... We have already been aware of the Scott Pilgrim video game yeah, coming yeah, back. Yeah, we have sure. talked about it. We've been very excited about it. But I am extremely excited about what Limited Run is doing for the Scott Pilgrim physical editions. So Limited Run is doing the only physical versions of Scott Pilgrim, and they are amazing. You can get them from anywhere from $30 to $130, depending on how much extra stuff you want it and it's not just extra stuff it's like there's like pins and cases and stickers and i think the big set has like a stage where the game is underneath the stage or something and there's like i think vinyl characters with it so like it is insane some of the big packages for this but in addition to that there's t-shirts and then there's also the soundtrack is being re-released on colored vinyl by Amaguchi. And that's really cool. And um, in addition to that, you can get that vinyl with like a t-shirt with the band in the style of Scott Pilgrim. There's just a lot that they're doing. And I'm really impressed with what Limited Run is offering, that it's not just, hey, we decided to make a physical copy of this yeah. game. Yeah. Um, it's also, we decided to make a physical copy. There's four editions of it. It's on like three platforms and you can get all this stuff with it. You can get t-shirts. You can even get the uh, soundtrack. In addition to that, they also had a, uh, it's it's a freaking hundred dollars, but they have, they have things where you can buy pins of the characters. And these are like pins that you put on a jacket or whatever. Yeah. And, um, to get all of them, there's a case that looks like Ramona's circular star case, and it has oh, all dude. the pins in it. There's some like That's really cool, cool stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I have to say, I'm really impressed with what Limited Run is doing with it. If you're listening to this, it's, I think, only available for pre-purchase for like six days, starting on the 17th. So on the 17th, you can pre-order all of this stuff. It is insane if you bought everything because even the $130 set doesn't come with everything. Yeah. Um, I think if you got everything, it would be well over $300, but I mean, just get what you think is desirable. And at the end of the day, the number one thing that people are going to want is a physical version of the game. Yep. Because if you know anything about the history of this game, it was delisted and people could not play it anymore because of legal reasons. And the reason that that was even an issue and people needed this game for so long was the fact that there was never a physical copy of it. So the fact that Limited Run is making physical copies of it is really, really exciting for some people because as much as you can get excited about them re-releasing this game, I think everybody in their back of their mind is worried if the game's going to get delisted again. <laughs> you know, it happened once. Why would it not happen again is the question. Um, in the same sense... Um, the soundtrack has been delisted from so much stuff. Um, it was really hard to find the soundtrack. The soundtrack was very rare. So in the same sense, if you're a fan of the soundtrack, to get the vinyl edition of it is also really cool because, I mean, people can't take that from you. So for people who like physical collectibles of music or games, yeah. 
this is really cool. I think the whole, I've seen a lot of stuff that Limited Run has done, and I've never really been too interested in many of their products. But I feel like this is like the coolest thing that I've ever seen them do. Well, when can and you it's purchase very it? Very extensive. Though? On the seventeenth is the first day you can purchase. And I mean, are you going to be able to purchase it through Steam? I wonder. Um. So the digital, the digital version, I believe. Oh gosh, you put me on the spot, but I think it releases. I'm looking on Steam right now. I think it might release the same day. Let's see. I think that's what I heard. I think it releases on the 17th digitally, and then you can also pre-order the physical copy. But you would have to buy it twice in that sense. If you buy a digital version of the game, yeah, that's all you're getting. On, uh, but if you want, I don't wanted see it on a physical Steam at copy. All. I don't see it on Steam at all. So it's yeah, got to be it through on, Ubisoft, probably. It is on Switch. It is on It's on PC, PS4, I know that. PS5. Uh, it will be yeah. on PC also, because uh, I believe you can get it through Ubisoft. Yeah. So that's really exciting. Yeah, um because I'm going to play it on PC for sure. Cool. Probably use a controller, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's kind of made for a controller. It's a pretty simple oh, yeah. kind of beat em up. So a controller yeah. makes more sense. It's streets of Rage kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like constant Streets of Rage, you know, uh, dealing with the uh, League of Exes. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah if if you're excited about this game coming back and you somehow haven't heard about limited run doing this quote limited run uh go to their website 17th is when you can pre-order um i would i would definitely mark your calendars because i don't know if limited run is you know i don't know if they've already decided how many they're making of everything because these may sell out it would be smart for them to not decide until they you know sell and then they can make however many they need. Exactly. But they may already have caps on these. So I would definitely check it out on the 17th because if you wait till the sixth day that they're still available to pre-order, uh, there may not be anything left, <laughs> especially when it comes to those like shirts, vinyl and pins. I feel like those are super limited. So oh yeah, uh, be sure to head over there on the 17th and check those deals out. Um, I actually do have a bonus story after this next one because they're both very similar stories. Um, if you didn't already hear, um, <laughs> it's kind of a joke. Uh, when Disney bought all of Lucasfilm from mm -hmm. George Lucas way back for whatever, I forget, it was like $3 billion or something. Uh, when they bought it all from George Lucas, they not only got Star Wars films, they got Indiana Jones. And I guess they also got probably the rights to what else was under Lucasfilm? Maybe Howard the Duck. I forget. Um, but they got Lucasfilm, which was mostly Star Wars. Yeah. Um, but they also got um, LucasArts, which was their video game mm -hmm. company. And LucasArts was working on some games that people were really excited about. And it's a tragedy that Disney decided to close LucasArts down rather than continue to have a branch of Lucasfilm working on video games. So they did that. And when people were crying about that, they pretty much quickly announced that they were going to contract the games out to EA, which people were very worried about, obviously. And they made the Battlefront games that people were very split on. Either you liked it because it was like Battlefield or you hated it because it was nothing like the original Battlefields. I mean, Battlefronts. Um, but... EA did strike gold 
and gave people a little bit of hope when they used their subsidiary respawn to make Jedi Fallen Order. Yes. Where people were like, okay, maybe EA is kind of competent if they use one of their competent developers rather than DICE to make a Star Wars game. So that made people have a little bit more hope in Star Wars games in the future. Um, also, um, Star Wars Squadrons has also been well-received. Yep. People, The only complaints about Squadrons is that it's too hard. Um, but that's a good... That's a good criticism compared to what people were concerned about with EA. Um, but there were rumors about uh, EA's contract with Disney running up. So the question was, who were they going to select to make future Star Wars games? And to everyone's surprise, they have not restarted LucasArts games, but they announced that they were forming Lucasfilms games or Lucasfilm games, which would be home to the future Star Wars games. So that is interesting. That means they are, despite closing LucasArts years ago, they are starting their own game company, I guess, to have a larger profit margin. But right off the bat, they are teaming up with other developers, I guess, so that they don't have to enter in with a contract. The first one that they announced was that Lucasfilm Games would be partnering with Bethesda to make uh, Indiana Jones into a video game, which is very exciting because... Um, I miss those games. Uh, Indiana Jones had some PlayStation 2 games that I thought were pretty fun. Uh, I understand that they had mixed reviews, but I still like the world of Indiana Jones. And before Uncharted, um, it was like the... <laughs> I'm going to sound sexist here, but it was the only like male version of Tomb Raider. There was Tomb Raider, and then there was Indiana Jones. You know, Until Uncharted like blew both of those franchises out of the water, and then Tomb Raider had to play catch-up. Um that's all there was, was Indiana Jones titles and Tomb Raider titles. So to see that Bethesda is making a new Indiana Jones game is really exciting to me, um, even though I'm not the biggest fan of Bethesda. But what is interesting about this partnership is that uh, Xbox did just buy Bethesda. So the question is, is this going to fall under one of Bethesda's games that's going to be on all platforms? Is Lucasfilm knowingly agreeing to make a Xbox exclusive Probably not. I'm sure the partnership probably is only available if it's on all platforms. That would only make sense. Um, In addition to that, it's being made by the branch of Bethesda that has made the... um, Oh, what's the name? The Wolfenstein games. It's being made by Machine Games. So that being said, um, I don't know if it's going to be third or first person because... uh, Wolfenstein is first person, so I don't know really about that. <laughs> but I am excited to see that Lucasfilm Games is not just going to be, be a closed-off company. Dude. It needs to be third person. It, it be, only makes sense in third person, especially with platforming. First person, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine doing first person platforming everywhere? But yeah, I don't know. Um, in addition to that. Um, just before we started recording, I saw that there was another story, and it was that Lucasfilm Games is partnering with Ubisoft oh, to make an open-world Star yeah. Wars game. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but Ubisoft is partnering with um, Lucasfilm to make an open-world Star Wars game. So sorry yeah. for stealing that story. But No, dude, I'm uh, just teasing you, you man. It's I thought it was funny. I was waiting for you to say it. Okay. <laughs> uh, but no, you can give your input on it for sure. Um, oh, no, I think I it's just awesome. Think it's cool that- and this is something that I'm totally behind. 
an open world Star Wars game. I am 100% behind that. Yeah. And that's what they canceled. They canceled an open world Star Wars game. That was the big one. I forget it was called 1313 or something. And um, it was supposed to be an open world Star Wars game set on Coruscant. And it was like, I guess like 80% done or something. And it got canned when they closed uh, LucasArts. <laughs> so I'd be interested be interesting if they if recycle they that. that. Yeah, I guarantee you, yeah. dude, somebody has got their hands on that somewhere because it's owned by 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 lucas arts period so yeah. just because they they shut down lucas arts doesn't mean they throw out the baby with the bathwater right. per se i mean they're going to hang on to all that those assets right so, so yeah. the game is probably unusable it's probably too old to oh yeah keep working from it but i mean the hours that they could save on like the game's world that they were trying to build and the, the framework, concept art yes. and the framework yes. of it, they could just start from there yep. and maybe bring on some of the people that were working on that game. That'd be really cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, how do you feel about Bethesda and Ubisoft working with Lucasfilm? Do you feel like those are good um, choices? Well, here's the thing. They're very Bethesda, big companies, but Bethesda now Ubisoft, I, I, I don't have a problem with that at all. I think they're going to be fine. I think that they have the capability working with them to make a, a fine open world game. I was worried yeah. when I saw the Bethesda thing, and I'm not going to lie about that, but you're going to hear something from me that you probably thought you would never hear in a million years. That in recent turn of events with what Bethesda has done and with a recent patch that they are doing for quality of life in fallout 76 they have managed to take a game that was complete shit and turn it into something that is somewhat playable and i'm actually considering re-downloading it on pc um i have the disc sitting actually right next to me right now <laughs> and i was seriously considering uh, uh putting it back in just because of the fact that they have done some work on it and they've made it to where Fallout 76 is actually now a uh, uh, a runnable game, a playable a game, game. Yeah. <laughs> a game. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm curious, you know, I mean, uh, I imagine that Wastelanders and all that, that's got to be free, free uh, content. I mean, it has to be uh, if they charge you for it. That's just absolutely ridiculous. But, yeah, it would be yeah. uh, I would be very interested to see. um what kind of stuff is going on there? I mean, it's only 60 gigs. I'm, uh, I'm very tempted to do it, you yeah. know, check it out. Plus the fact that I, you know, yeah, Ubisoft. Go ahead. Ubisoft sounds a lot more competent these days. Oh, yes. I mean, three years yes. ago, Ubisoft was a bad choice, but the last three Assassin's Creed games have proven that they can make a very large scale game competent. Yes. It isn't yes. just big to be big. Um, the, the, on the other side of the coin though, their watchdog games present the opposite where they are released with tons of bugs. They've all been buggy. I don't know why they don't, they don't just wait on a watchdogs game. Every single watchdogs game has been known for bugs when it launches. Yeah. It's just synonymous with that franchise. So you really hope that you get Assassin's Creed 
Ubisoft, not <laughs> Watch yeah, Dogs Ubisoft. I don't know what if, subsidiaries work on those games. If but, they were smart, and they you know. and, and Lucas Lucas Arts film, you know Lucas Arts games and whatnot, they may have those kind of people who in in their in their you know their group that are you know video game savvy and understand that and you know I imagine they'd be stupid for not having people like that in the payroll. Um, and I imagine that they probably do. Uh, but it's, you know, just to, there's gotta be somebody in the room that's probably saying that exact thing. Hey, we're going to use this part. We want Assassin's Creed Star Wars. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for that kind of an open, huge world. Assassin's Creed style Star Wars. You know, that's what we want you to focus on. That's where the money is. Ubisoft would be stupid, foolish. To not run that way. Absolutely foolish to not run that way. If they put out a Star Wars game that's complete bugs. Oh man. What a disaster. It, it, it'd just be a huge failure. I mean they yeah. have to be thinking ahead of the game. They have to. And if they have some sort of you know framework. That's sitting there in their lap. Ready to go. I mean like you were saying. you know, At least a third of the work is already done. So now mm-hmm. you can put in the time and effort. You can run the real engines. You know, you can get that real good stuff going, you know, use that Assassin's Creed style and make a great Star Wars game, man. I would buy the shit out of that. I would probably quit World of Warcraft if you gave me something like that that was worth it. No lie. Yeah, that's the thing is, uh, it's funny you brought up World of Warcraft. Uh, Star Wars used to have that Star Wars Galaxies game. Yeah, that was like really popular for a short period of time. And ever since Galaxies closed, um, they really haven't had a open world multiplayer game where people could socialize within the Star Wars world. It's always yeah. been either a shit multiplayer game or a very decent, sometimes very good single player game. Uh, yeah. the Star Wars games in the, probably the last 20 years, all the good ones have been single player, you know? And um, for them to make a game that's open world and maybe open to multiplayer sounds awesome you know yeah. see that's but, why uh, i'm looking yeah. forward to stuff like red dead online um just because I, I i for some reason i've been craving that open world experience go out and explore and have fun and you know create a character and forge your own way you know what i'm saying not be uh held down to the mechanics of quests and rewards and things that happen because of that you know uh, making actual choices and role play and doing that kind of thing. So I don't know why, but it's just, it, it it's really, uh, uh, it intrigues me and I really want to see what it's all about. And, uh, when you, when you, uh, when I saw that story that you had put up or, or when uh, I had saw the story about Ubisoft and star Wars, um, it just, I, all the bells and whistles went off, man. I was just like completely excited about it just because of the fact I, I just can imagine you know, not even not even being a Jedi, man, being a bounty hunter or, you know, uh, being a uh, another version of a Han Solo where you're a smuggler and a runner, you know, that kind of thing. There's just so many different options that you can take in that kind of a world. And uh, it's just very exciting. Yeah, that would be really cool where if they would even designed it. So let's say they designed it so that you could choose whatever type of person you wanted to be. You could be a Jedi or a smuggler or a, you know, whatever Star Wars is. Dark side, of light is. side, whatever. You know. yeah. 
if they let you choose that, that'd be really cool. But it would even be cool if it released as only one and then they rolled out like expansions yes. that had whole different storylines. For new worlds, different perhaps. Options. Yeah. That'd be really cool. New worlds, you know, and you you travel to that new world, you know, that kind of thing. And yeah, I think that would just there's there's a there's a huge opportunity <laughs> for this. Huge opportunity. What? Watch Ubisoft use this clip of me <sighs> saying that I want them to release an incomplete game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's not enough to do. Well, the original community wanted a game that was only partially made with DLC in the future. Uh, the classified cheat codes claim they spoke <laughs> for the community of gamers. No, no, we do not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being practical. I, I think it's like a great idea. It's a great business they model. Could, they could get I away. I'm saying they could get away with it. Well, look at what World of <laughs> Warcraft has done. Okay. They've had many great expansions. They've had, they've had a few failures, but they've managed to pick up the pieces of those failures and create better expansions along with it, you know, after the fact. And, and a lot of games go through that. You have your ups and your downs, but you still have that core of millions of players that were playing this damn game for how long? 16 years? Um, think about that kind of an opportunity with, you know, the whole Lucas family and Ubisoft with an open world game. I mean, they in doing what you said, starting off on that one world. And then, you know, expanding out and creating going off to new, you know, new worlds with new expansions. You could be nine expansions down the down the road and have an entire solar system of people that play this game you know it'd just be incredible it would be absolutely incredible <laughs> yeah well that's all i have i stole one of your stories but that's all i have and no no man we both we both talked about it i was just playing with you dude um yeah i got a couple of good ones here uh not a lot but uh, the first one that i'm going to talk about is uh cyberpunk again um they're in trouble and, and it's over something to be <laughs> To be, you know, honest with you, it's kind of over something stupid. Has nothing to do with the game, but uh, or even CD Projekt. But it's it has to do with a huge mural in Brazil um, that is painted on the side of uh, what appears to be an apartment building, uh, and they are uh, <laughs> they're facing uh, they got you know huge fines against them uh, from Brazil. Uh, for doing this um, yeah, and it's cut a fucking break <laughs> no exactly dude it's like this is huge mural with a yellow background and it's depicting the character called v okay the male one all right and he yeah. is uh and it's a condominium in sao sao paulo brazil so uh, now there's a production company down there that was responsible for the artwork and they paid the owner of the condominium and they did two different parts of the building and there's an open space in the middle. And, uh, you know, people were going nuts over it. They loved it. Uh, positive, you know, feedback, uh, all sorts of things. Even uh, Twitter posts from the city official that praised it. And then he deleted the post, apparently. Uh they say that it violates the clean city laws and it uh, they said that laws there forbid outdoor advertisements uh, like billboards and logos, it, that kind of thing. 
Um, they said that regardless, it didn't have the game's logo on it, any kind of like stuff like that, but it, it was basically an advertisement. They said, it doesn't matter. You think of the game, you know what this is. It's an advertisement. So, uh, uh, now, now see, I disagree with that. So if, well, that's what they say, but I, but right, it's their, but it, that's their laws. That's how they look at it is regardless if it has the logo, it still promotes that game because this is about the game. And, uh, so they were basically not, issued a fine not, of 75 grand, dude. The lotto was. But think about it. It's not CD Projekt uh, Red's fault that people are familiar with the image. Yeah, but CD Projekt Red wasn't. Uh, they they haven't been fined over it. Um, it oh, now, okay. It's basically Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven was fined over it, but uh, uh, Nalata was the one the the uh, the company that was responsible for the artwork. Um, they're the ones that got uh, that got fined for it. They're the ones that had um, uh, Nalata. They're the ones that had uh, the $75,000 okay. fine that was put against them. That's in U.S. dollars, by the way. And so they, you know, they, uh, there was a thing on Twitter and, you know, uh, I, you know, unfortunately I can't read it. It's uh, in Spanish and it came from uh, Nerdomancia. Uh, anyway, um the Polish government is also talking about um, uh, watching um, the patches that are going to be coming out for the game. And uh, that if CD project fails to deliver on those packet, uh, those packets uh, patches, <coughs> they could face fines of up to 10% of its annual income. I mean, like you were just saying a second ago, dude, these guys cannot catch a break for nothing uh i actually considered buying the game for pc the other day um and uh when i was looking it up and i was gonna look up a review it just it was nothing but negative stuff that pulled up even with pc players that just don't think it's worth the money it wasn't worth the time uh all this other stuff and it's just it's kind of sad that that's what it's come to but yeah, Cyberpunk 2077 CD Project, they just cannot catch a break to save their lives. So it's just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> speaking of not being able to catch a break, um, you're aware of all the bans that are happening with uh, different things. Uh, I, I, we're not going to get political about it. You know, you and I won't. It's, it's a lot of crazy crap going on in the world, man. And uh, it's... Yeah, it's a, a weird and crazy, scary time. Well, Facebook is banning all sorts of people along with everybody else. And unfortunately, there is a group uh, that plays Fallout 76. And they have yet again been mistakenly banned by Facebook uh, for what Facebook says was a, uh, a breach of the TOS. Um, now, this is a group a Facebook Fallout 76 player group called the Free States Militia that's named after an in-game faction that has the same name. Okay, now they were they were suspended from Facebook with no explanation 
And all they were told is they can't comment until February 7th. And the suspension is because previous posts didn't follow the community standards. Well, the group leader came out and he spoke with uh, he's already done interviews uh, about all this. And uh, he said that there is nobody in the group that posted anything on the group site that would violate anything in the Facebook policies. Um, they said everything is 100 percent fallout related. 90 percent of it is lore. Uh, they write their stories in line with the 76 Free States Militia Faction. 5% is group events. 5% are in-game photos. And they write about their individual characters and their adventures in the wasteland. That is it. Um, nobody at Facebook has contacted them. Uh, they think that it has to come with uh, because of the recent attack on the U.S. Capitol that because of their name and everything that's going across every bit of social media, uh, you know, stuff being removed. Uh, for example, PogChamp, that emote, you've heard about that one, uh, right? <laughs> no, I Did haven't. You hear? Okay, the PogChamp emote. Um, the face of that image, he made comments uh, public comments in support of the attackers. So Twitch removed his emote from Twitch. No one is allowed to use it anymore. Um, basically, so what's happened because of this? Uh, um, is the uh, Free States Militia PlayStation Video Game Club. Um, they're at free underscore states mill on Twitter. They put out a tweet, uh, and this was on uh, the 11th, actually. And they said the Free States Council meet in a secret bunker deep within the mire to finalize plans to hashtag walk away from at Facebook over their censorship and banning process. We are all old enough to choose for ourselves how we speak <laughs> and what words we use. We will not be intimidated. So basically, they've walked away from Facebook. Uh, they've yeah. gone to uh, Discord instead. Um, they've walked away from it entirely. Um, now, Discord right now does not have all of the stuff, uh, the networking stuff and promotional features and all that that they had with Facebook. Um, however, that is coming to Discord soon. Uh, uh, there are some things that Discord is going through some changes, uh, and it's going to be... Um, a, a lot more for everybody, not just for gamers. Now, uh, these guys were also in the middle of a giveaway when this happened with other roleplay groups, and they had to uh, fall back on their Twitter account in order to promote it. Now, the problem with that is they only have about 490 followers on their Twitter account. They were able to reach thousands of people on Facebook. So it is a big blow to them as far as that is. Uh, but the bottom line is, you know, uh, these guys are moving on from it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot more of this stuff happening across Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, all of it. Um, uh, it's a weird time. And like I said, I'm not going to give my opinion on it other than, you know, it's it's unfortunate that some people that are only just having fun, um, not hurting anybody, um, are being pigeonholed and... Uh, basically put in these groups with these other people. Uh, it's just, it, 
it's the reason why we hate what happens all the time anyway is because people were put into a big group together instead of just dealing with the problems and uh yeah so unfortunate but these guys left facebook because of it and I, I like i said you're probably going to see a lot more of it happening here pretty soon uh <clears throat> next thing that i wanted to talk about was uh, uh call of duty this is kind of cool man um there is a streamer uh his name is uh he goes by the name of dino bino and uh this guy is really cool uh he comes up with completely different ways to uh, get wins in different video games. And uh, what he's really known for is using uh, uh, musical instruments to uh, using the notes and tones of certain musical instruments in order to uh, uh, map those to, to inputs in the game. So what he did is he recently used a recorder uh, and he played the recorder. And it took him uh, over 90 minutes to get this done. He kept getting his ass kicked, but he finally won in Gulag. He won a match playing a recorder and letting the recorder do the movements for him. <laughs> and the music was completely <laughs> crappy and weird and whatever, but it paid off. He actually uh, won a game that way. Uh, he's also been able to uh, do it using a pair of uh donkey kong jungle beat bongos and uh it, it's weird because he's got a really cool video of that where he um he uh is uh uh playing the bongos and he's he's beating people and it, it looks really jittery like it's somebody who's got a hack or he's cheating somehow but he's not he's 100 not He's uh, he's able to verify it and prove it. He's got another great video where he snipes a guy while he's using a recorder. Uh, it's just really weird what this guy does. But his name is Dino Bino. Uh, he's on Twitch. And uh, check him out, man. He's got some really cool videos. Uh, the one where he uh, gets the Gulag win, that video alone uh, recently had over 20,000 20, views. So. Yeah, uh, go check this guy out on Twitch. Dino Bino. He uses uh, musical instruments uh, to play Cold War and uh, Warzone and all that. And he finds different ways to uh, uh, play the game without using a game controller or anything like that. So, yeah, check that out. Uh, last two things I want to talk about yeah. is Overwatch. Um, there's a couple of cool things that are happening with Overwatch. I know I've been asked quite a bit uh, when Overwatch 2 is coming out. We still don't have any kind of uh, real news on that yet. Um, very hopeful that it's supposed to be this year, but then again, who knows? Um, but there is a, uh, a new Hanzo challenge that is uh, coming out, and it's a on a new uh, map. It's called the uh, Kanazaka challenge and i hope i'm not butchering that but it's a tokyo inspired map um and it's uh hanzo related uh looks like he's you might get a new skin with this too that looks kind of uh 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 different but anyway this uh it started yesterday uh goes from the 12th to the 25th you get an icon a spray and a hanzo skin uh for you know what you normally do with three six and nine wins um and uh 
all the different modes that you can play, quick play, competitive, arcade, uh, just the same way that we've always been doing it. But uh, what's cool, though, guys, <laughs> is that they've introduced a new map in it. And I'm excited about that because uh, I've been kind of wanting something different. Uh, Paris was cool, I guess. You know, I, you know, but it doesn't seem like that fun of a map, uh, even though there's all sorts of little hidey holes and ways that people can flank. It's still very beatable, you know, if you're on the other end of it. So, um, yeah. Uh now, there are also some, uh, if you're a streamer, there's some Twitch drops that can be happening. Uh, uh, if you uh, are seeing Overwatch streamers that uh, have that enabled on their Twitch streams, uh, I don't think I'm one of them. So, um, but come watch me anyway. Uh, yeah, so you'll be getting you uh, some of that. <laughs> uh, apparently, watching streams for two hours is going to get you one kind of uh, uh, spray. Four hours will get you another one or an extra two. Six hours will add three more. So it's like, you know, if you watch a lot of uh, videos on Twitch about uh, Overwatch, then, yeah, you can get some extra swag that you can bring into the game and uh, have fun with. So, yeah, um, like I said, this uh, new map, uh, Kanazaka, uh, uh, draw, it, it comes from uh, Tokyo. And uh, uh, basically, it's supposed to be, like, close to Hanamura. So... <laughs> Uh, and they say that there's, uh, now this is something that, um, I was reading earlier too, is that I don't remember this, but, uh, maybe you do. Um, but mm -hmm. Jeff Kaplan, uh, in December, uh, they have a thing called the developer diary. And he said, there's going to be some Easter eggs in new maps that are going to be talking, that are going to be hinting towards, uh, Overwatch 2 lore. Uh, in regards to Hanzo and Genji. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm interested to see um, uh, what that's going to be be about, man. And uh, maybe it's going to, maybe Overwatch 2 is getting closer than we think, you know, with that kind of news. Um, but yeah, so you've got a new map coming. Uh, well, it's out right now. And it's the uh, Kanazaka Challenge. So uh, check it out. And uh Get that Hanzo skin. Uh, next thing I wanted to talk about with yep. Overwatch is there's a glitch, man, uh, that's been happening with the uh, uh, Winter Hanamura map. And uh, uh, basically, you end <laughs> up falling off the map. Um, they're saying that um, the capture point uh, because it's got a, a, a weird slippery part on the side um, that you can easily fall off. And it, and I believe it's the, uh, um, it's right behind the first capture point. Uh, it, so like when you're going out to the, to, like if you're in that first capture point, you're looking forward you're to head towards the uh, next one, you go to the left and you're going out there. Apparently, you um, you run out there and you slide off the side, and uh, people have been sliding off the side and, and dying. So, uh, yeah, you can't cross along the edge, <laughs> and uh, you just slip off. So, I mean, it is covered with ice. So, I mean, to me, it makes perfect sense. You think uh, they've changed it? I don't you know. Think that's I'm gonna just have to go the new version of it. I'm gonna have to go check it out and see if. Uh, um, 
perhaps it's still happening. If it does, I'll I'll record it. But yeah, I've been looking <laughs> for some of the other glitches too, and uh, apparently they fixed a lot of those. But this one just seems absolutely hilarious because to me it'd be like, okay, if you were Winston and you jumped through that room and hit that ledge, would you slip and just keep, keep shooting off? Or probably. You know, that's what I want to see because uh, the story I was reading, it was funny because it has a big old slip hazard sign on it. So I'm wondering if that's uh, if it's still happening because of the ice, because I, I isn't there some spots that make you slide, you know, when it uh, went like on uh, snowy stuff? Um, Not in Overwatch. Um, I think whenever you slide, it's because you maybe can't. It was one of the events. You can't stand on the texture. Yeah, there's in the events, I think there was one thing that allowed you to do that. I wonder if they used a model from like one of the uh, uh, one of the uh, May events where it makes it slippery or something. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Maybe. Maybe they used that model and the map just read it as that and it's sliding people off the side of it. That'd be hilarious. But yeah, so uh, watch <laughs> out for that side of Hanamura. You know, when you get to that first objective point, don't run past the bell. You probably want to stop and stay inside the room and then just go the go straight through and then take your left. Uh, but uh, yeah, don't do it on the other side of the belt because you will fall. But anyway, that's all the news I got. Yeah, I have one comment on the Overwatch story. I think it's really cool that there's a new map. I didn't even know about that. I don't know how I didn't see that. Um, but the uh, new Hanzo skin, um, I. I think it's pretty lame. Um, I think it's very close to one of his Overwatch League skins, but he just yeah. has sunglasses. Yeah. So it's it's kind of just a douchebag. I kind of Hanzo. It kind of reminded me of uh, <laughs> uh, like they were just taking um, uh, something off of Yakuza. Yeah, it's maybe. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, it just to me it just it just seemed real uh, generic, um, cheap. You know, it's just it. I mean, everybody's going to try to get the skin anyway, just to have it. Yeah. But you know. it just seemed kind of boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's all I have to say about that. Um, I think it was a pretty good week in news. A lot of stuff that's coming up. And um, now I know I need to play Overwatch this week from your news. So thank you. Yep. Um, and... Is that all we got for a show? Xbox and PC. <laughs> yeah, I think that's all we got, man. Oh, God. Okay. I can't believe I'm yawning. I apologize. I'm so sorry. I, I double shift, man. Literally. <laughs> that's what it feels like. Yeah. Um. As far as um. random gamer thoughts, uh, thoughts that concern all gamers go, I didn't really have much of one uh, for this week. So I was going to skip it, but I will leave you with this thought. Um, the fact that um, we have you ever thought of the fact that we eat uh pizza from the inside out? Man, <laughs> that's disgusting, dude. We're like, we're like little parasites, man. Yeah, it's like the closest we get to being like a parasitic animal eating something from the inside out. I mean, regardless of the fact that we make pizzas, but you know, I won't stretch this into a whole thing. I just thought it was a random thought. Um, I've heard it somewhere before, but it, when I was trying to think of random thoughts, it just came to mind. And I was like, I, remember the fact that we eat pizzas from the inside out? You know, it's just funny. 
I mean, or do you? There are people that eat pizza backwards, but it is considered a cardinal sin. Um, but there are people that do that. I mean, I mean, we could talk about pizza. How do how do you eat your pizza? Are you one of the people that like curls it like a tongue, I, basically? Uh, sometimes I curl it. Sometimes I do. You don't. ever roll it? Um, do you ever roll it to make like a um, taquito? Like a like a like a pizza like a pizza taquito? Yeah. Yeah. And um, but but I never ever. I never ever eat my pizza unless I have spicy brown mustard. Now that's weird. I've never I've never ate pizza. It's delicious. With it's delicious, bro. It's delicious. I'm telling you. Uh Kiki didn't eat it either. She thought that I was she she basically looked at me like something was wrong with me. And I said, You gotta try it. So she tried it. And as soon as she had one taste of it and chewed it up, she grabbed the bottle and squirted a bunch on her plate and that was it just squirted it down her mouth i literally squirted all over my pizza and eat it that way it, it really is delicious it really is it's like having a hot deli sandwich now now it is funny if we're talking about um sauces for pizza it is funny there are different types of people that cannot get over the plateau of marinara it's like pizza has to have marinara and that's it oh no um, i remember to have one with uh, barbecue sauce or yep. um, what's olive the white oil sauce? and garlic, uh, white sauce, Alfredo, Alfredo. So to to get someone to like open their minds to Alfredo or barbecue sauce is like a big jump. I guess barbecue is probably more of a jump for someone that doesn't live in America. It's probably like <laughs> considered something very American to put barbecue sauce as the base Dude, there's, of the pizza. There's people. There's people that fucking. And still hate pineapple on pizza, bro. See, I didn't know we that we were in agreement on the fact that pineapple's okay on certain pizza. Yeah, pineapple is okay on certain pizza. It's it's pineapple is fine on certain pizzas, man. There's nothing wrong with it. You can put anything you want on a pizza, man. They make dessert pizzas for fuck's sake. They make all I, sorts of you make gourmet pizzas. You know, I mean, uh yeah. I used to go to a buffet pizza that made a taco pizza where the oh, base yeah. was refried beans mm-hmm. and it had ground beef, lettuce, tomatoes, cheese. Yep, like a taco. Like hot sauce. It was really good. That was a really good pizza. I mean a um, real a real like a real taco pizza and a real cheeseburger pizza, those are delicious, man. I've had a Philly cheesesteak pizza that was, you know, that blew my mind. And then you got your then you've got their deep dish pizzas, man. Yeah, and I mean, Man, I'm hungry, and then you bro. like start thinking of like, if we sound crazy to other people in the world, they're just like the number one topping for pizza crazy. in Japan is corn. But if you've never had corn on what? pizza, corn is really good on pizza. Really? Yeah. See, because I was thinking of that with like, because <laughs> I was thinking of making like a pizza the other day because I was looking at making a mac and cheese pizza with sausage. And I thought that would be good, too. But I was looking at uh, a pizza the other day of making like a uh, 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 what you were just saying. Um, corn. Yeah, with corn, but with a like a southwestern grilled chicken and black beans, you know, right. and corn. Black beans, corn and oh, bell pepper. Really I good bet that would chicken. be good, dude. Oh, yeah. Some chipotle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, I think I do draw the line on putting other breads like you were talking about macaroni were you talking about making it taste like macaroni or literally putting macaroni on it 
I'm talking about putting making macaroni and cheese and putting it on top of that bitch with some big sausage <laughs> meatballs, man. See, my where I draw the line is putting bread on bread. I can't put like ravioli on top of a pizza because then That's, I already have the container. I already have the container. That's the bread. That's where I draw the line. It's not bread, bro. Well, it is a grain. <laughs> it's pasta. <laughs> It's pasta. But, I mean, I guess I do put some grain on because I'm okay with them putting like uh, corn chips ground up on the top. If you like break up some corn chips and put it on top of like a taco pizza, I'd be fine with that. So I guess that is a grain. But I don't know. Uh, macaroni just feels not only messy, but like it's it's. I guess corn is a grain, but it's the whole grain. I'm eating a whole piece of corn. It's not ground corn. <laughs> Okay, well, we probably lost 80% of our listenership by us both saying that pineapple's okay on pizza, but I think that people will enjoy the fact that we do actually disagree on some stuff, so that's cool. We actually don't agree on everything <laughs> when it comes to the, the deep cuts oh, wow. of pizza. We can I had, disagree. I had accidentally hit mute on my mic. <laughs> Oh my God. Since we'll when? have to see what's in there. But yeah, I disagreed with him. I disagreed with him. I can't remember what it was about, but I did. No, it was <laughs> about the, uh, it was about the, uh, cause he said no grains on the pizza. And I, I was telling him that corn is a grain. So yeah, <laughs> I caught him in his own lie. My God. Anyway. Okay. Well, I'll cut out whatever. I'll salvage yeah, it. However, you'll have, I have to look to. at it. Yeah, it's not like half the podcast, is it? No, 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 no. It was right there at that last little part. Okay, but yeah, um, we will uh, be back next I, week. I think, and uh, <laughs> no, it. Was, I really dude. hope it's not like your whole part. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It's all good. Okay. Trust me. Well, um, it was a good show. Uh, we yeah. will be back next week, and um, we will bring you more of the newest news in gaming. And we will also bring you more of whatever the fuck we want to talk about. But um, <laughs> yeah. um, once again, thanks Thank for you. listening. I, I am continuously amazed by how many people listen to the show. Yeah, um, absolutely, I feel man. like we have no a joke. very broad concept for a show. I feel like there's a lot of other podcasts that have like very specific niches of what they talk about, which allows them to have an immediate audience. So I feel like we have a very competitive market and what we talk about so once again i'm really surprised that as many people listen to our show as they do and once again thank you um I, we will be thank rolling you, out you, our yes. patreon pretty soon um, i know we've been talking about rolling out our patreon for like eight months but we don't want to launch it without being able to deliver yeah. incentives to y'all as listeners and future patreons maybe we want it um, to be so, as unbuggy as possible. We don't want it yeah. to be a Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> We're trying to do an Assassin's Creed launch at Ubisoft launch, not, not a, a Bethesda launch. <laughs> Watchdogs <laughs> Ubisoft launch. We're doing a Ubisoft launch, not a Bethesda launch. Yes. So yes. So um patience with that. Um right it now means that we care about what you want. We want to yeah. make everything perfect for you. Because yeah. you're worth and I it. I think you're worth it. Yeah, I think that the I think that the biggest thing that 
can support us right now is basically sharing the podcast, listening to the podcast. And I, I hear people talk about it a lot, which is crazy. And I see the numbers of the listeners. So, I mean, yeah. that's just, it, it's crazy on both. So as much as really we're is. not allowing you to support us more than you can right now, I just wanted to appreciate all the support that y'all have given us, especially through 2020. 2020 was really rough oh, for yeah. everyone. And, um, I don't know. <laughs> I just wanted, I just want to let our listeners know that we're grateful for all that they do to yep. make us keep clocking in and doing what we do. You know? Yep. Absolutely. So, Thank you guys. Um, Thank you. Always remember it's not the newest news in gaming. Unless it's new to us. Yeah.